0: And a more tips and rambles with Rafi.
1: Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Clee. And today we are going to talk about capitalizing on your creative talents. Yeah. This actually comes from Cheryl Ann. She sent me an email and I wanted to respond to her via a podcast because a lot of the questions that she has uh, was really good.
0: I think this is an awesome question for any creative to think about. How can you expand what you do based on what you're good at that you might not even think of as something that you could make money from?
1: And the cool thing is that Cheryl Ann has this already in the bag. She really does. She has some specific questions about the website, but I thought that her letter was so good as far as like really pointing out some of the things that we struggle with as creatives Mm -hmm. when it comes to finances. The idea that you are actually interested in so many other things, so many creative things, but a lot of times we don't make the connection to be able to monetize those, to be able to capitalize on those. Totally. If anybody wants to check out Cheryl Ann Hill, she is Amazing. She's an amazing artist. And you can find her at Instagram at Sherylann Hills Artist.
0: So she starts off, I hope you and Clee are doing well and taking time for self-care among all the bustling of the season. I have been working on trying to hone things down because I have a feeling my lack of great success is in part due to being all over the map.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, I wanted to comment on that because like my opinion on that, be careful not to pigeonhole yourself either sometimes as we're finding our voice we try several things you know different styles of art uh, different things like sculpture and painting and jewelry and illustration and music and just all these things that are creative outlets for us and the key is to make sure that you're doing it because you're inspired to do it the thing is that if she feels that she's all over the map then chances are that she's all over the map maybe
0: pulled in too many different directions yeah exactly
1: because what I've seen Artists do is that they spread themselves too thin adding a whole bunch of other different things because they think that those things are going to make them money.
0: Yeah, and as creatives, obviously, uh, we have a tendency to find ourselves fascinated with lots of things. Um, So I've tried lots of things over the years, but really, I have to be careful to really only focus on the things I absolutely love to do. And really, there's only three main things for me.
1: The thing is to be careful not to do the thing that a lot of like those artist marketing people like to tout on Artists, just focus on one thing. You know, we all grow up with a just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And really, when you do that, you are a, the possibility of doing multiple streams of income, which is very, very important, uh, is to to start forming and building these things because they take time to grow. But if you're just focused on one avenue, uh, then you're really dependent on just that one avenue. To make doing sure it. that
0: it really takes off. One of the things I like to think about also, and especially for someone like you or people like, like us that, you know, there's a lot that goes into everything that we do is how does everything that I like to do fit into the culture that is me exactly right? who I am as an artist. How do these puzzle pieces fit together to make a whole picture of who I am?
1: Yeah. And in that case, then you're doing, cause like with us, We do music. I have uh, motivational MP3s Mm -hmm. that we do. I do t-shirts. I do a bunch of things, and there's usually a common theme behind what we do, even with the jewelry, even with the paintings. Even
0: with my fiber art stuff that I do.
1: Yeah, Yeah. everything is about bringing a smile, bringing empowerment, bringing something bright into the world. And so there is a common theme. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to see that theme immediately, But really, when it comes down to it, I think what really matters is that there is a cohesiveness Mm -hmm. between the different projects that you take on because they have to, in order for it to be something that you keep doing, despite the fact that maybe there isn't that much of an income coming in yet, Mm -hmm. is there has to be a reason why you're doing it. And for us, the reason is because we want to add a little bit more color and light and happiness and empowerment into the world. So... That encompasses everything that we create. And even if we're the only ones that see the connection, really, that's all that matters.
0: Definitely. that um, I like to make sure that there's a cleanness to all the things and there's a raffiness to all the th- And there's a raffian cleanness.
1: Exactly. I love that because when people, you know, the first thing they they ask you when they, they're like, oh, you're an artist? What kind of art do you create? That's the first thing they'll ask. And uh, usually I'm like, eh, you know, raffi art.
0: Which is usually met with, uh, oh. Uh,
1: uh, Oh. (laughs) What is that? Yeah, yeah. but what kind of art? Yeah, like Rafi art. Yeah, Just anything I feel like creating.
0: It's on the Rafi site if you're curious. (laughs) (laughs) So the next part of the email is that um, she has two main business ventures, graphic design and fine art. She said, I spoke with a client who gave me some advice. What am I an expert in? What do I love to do? And can I monetize it?
1: I freaking love that because that you know that that is taking that entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. and really bringing it into the creative field it's one of those things that gets overlooked by a lot of people that are trying to train artists into doing stuff the fact of the matter is that whether or not you paint or you do sculpture or you do jewelry or you do whatever you are just a creative individual Mm -hmm. and chances are that there are a, a lot of things that you're interested in And the idea that you're going to do some self-investigation, you know, and look inside of yourself and see, well, what is it that I can actually make money on doing stuff? And a lot of people get confused by that concept. But you got to realize, like, even people out there that have been selling product that just doesn't make sense, like the Pet Rock, the Pet Rock was hugely popular.
0: Indeed.
1: For for no reason. But like, you know, people were into it. So the only thing I would do is I would change it up a little bit based on my experience. And instead of like, what are you an expert in? I would be like, what are you good at? Because I'm not a fan of the term expert. Mm -hmm. Uh, What kind of things do you enjoy? What do you love doing? Can you monetize it? And what options for multiple streams of income can you create that are self-sustaining?
0: I love that. I I would uh, say or even embellish what you said with what are the things that you're so interested in that you're already devoting time, energy, and resources to it?
1: Exactly. That you love
0: it so much that you're going to continue growing in that direction and you have something to offer.
1: What hobbies do you have? What yeah. kind of clubs? What kind of clothing do you like? Uh, later on, she's going to talk about the fact that she you know, she wants to design T-shirts or she's designing T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it, it's all about your own personal... And in marketing, they call it branding. But really, all that means is it's you. You're putting yourself out there authentically, and there is a cohesiveness between everything that you create because it is you. It is you trying to express your message, whatever that one thing it is that you you want to say, whatever that one thing is that you want to share through everything that you create. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is that remember to think outside of the box on these questions. A lot of times as creatives, we actually can Get completely focused on just the art side but the art side is always just one aspect of our expression. And some examples, just to give some real quick examples, you got writing. You can write for yourself or others, you could create a storybook. Uh you could do the art as well. If if you do art or illustration, but only if you love writing. That's that's my caveat with that. Oh
0: sure, writing is agonizing if you don't enjoy it. Yeah,
1: cuz I did content writing and make sure that the writing is something that you actually enjoy. You really have to love the act of writing just the process of writing in order to do that cuz I swear to you if I have to write uh if I have to write another article or blog about shingles on a roof I'm I'm going to punch somebody in the face <laughs> illustration and design obviously you know you could contact authors business publishing houses uh for illustration work uh you could create t-shirt designs, posters, postcards, mugs and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, there's a lot of print on demand sites like Printful that you could integrate with your site and Redbubble. Um music and film. If you love creating music, you could create a jingle service, do paid shows, write music for corporate videos, create beats and, you know, put the album on there. There's plenty of sites too where you could sell your music.
0: Oh yeah, there's a ton of them out there. You know, and it's it's fun to think about how like you might already be doing something along these lines and you don't even realize it. Like I've been a musician forever and I was writing jingles and background music for our channel, but it never occurred to me that I could like offer those services yeah. to other people. So that's something that I think about.
1: Especially if you enjoy doing it. Right. Like if you already enjoy doing it and you're already doing it for free, then, how cool would it be that, like, you're doing this other creative thing? You know, it's just part of your creative craft and you're able to offer that to to people. Not only
0: that, but you're fine-tuning your skill set as you go. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. As an artist, a lot of my skill set has really grown because of some of the commissions that I've taken on that were a little bit scary. Now, the one thing that I do recommend is if you really want to stay true to yourself, don't take on commissions just for the money. Take on the commissions and the work that you're interested in working on. The
0: ones that challenge you and excite you. Yeah,
1: because that's where, like... You're going to create a resume. You're Mm going to create a resume that is based on stuff that you enjoy creating. And then that's what you're going to get popular for. If you're just taking on any commission, even if you hate it, then you're basically just, you're not really going to, you're going to get popular for just doing the thing.
0: It's a recipe for burnout for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's uh, YouTubers, plenty of YouTubers out there that are looking for music and, and stuff like that, that you'd be able to offer. Cooking. Do you love cooking? Are you good at it? And if you're good at cooking, you could create an awesome illustrated cookbook and share your recipes out there and maybe even start a cooking channel on YouTube. That, Most
0: definitely. And I think YouTube is such a great platform for sharing your passions and yeah. your talents.
1: And the thing about all of these is, and this is what I mean, like don't spread yourself too thin. Just because you enjoy something doesn't mean that maybe you want to make that into a business. But if it's something that you really enjoy doing and you really would like, love to share it out there. Then most definitely, uh gardening, gardening is one that I didn't even think about that but if you love doing gardening, you could start a whole thing uh on gardening. Where you're giving gardening tips and stuff like that and start selling succulents and selling these things that you basically are growing in your own garden. And Mm -hmm. it's not like you got to sit there and watch them grow. You know, obviously you're going to have to pot them and stuff like that. But like that, that to me is like a no brainer if that's something that you love. Other things, uh, you know, photography, DIY crafts, uh, coffee tasting, memberships, uh, beer tasting, you know, memberships, I mean like Patreon and stuff like that. All of these things take... Um, a long time to grow every single one of them you know it's something that will pay off in the end but if it's something that you enjoy doing and you're sharing it out there and it's leading back to you then that's great uh, gaming obviously a lot of gamers mm-hmm. uh, blogging video editing carpentry fitness if you love fitness you could do something about fitness art teaching music teaching web design uh, comedy if you're a funny person and you want to start putting comedies out there that's freaking great buying and selling you know like where you buy stuff at a yard sale and you do something to it you tweak it and you make it into a piece of art. That's always fun. I, I did. that. I did that for a while. Public speaking, pets, anything that has to do with a niche market where it's pets and things like that. If there's something that you're into, like if you're into pets and and creating stuff for it, then that's really easy to uh, start putting yourself out there in that way. Antiques, refinishing. Like if you love going to yard sales and, and finding antiques and stuff like that and refinishing. You know, all of these things are people will say, well, that's, that's not being an artist or that's not whatever. But really, you, when you become a fine connoisseur of something or even like doing coffee tasting and stuff like that, there is something very artistic about that. And if it is something that you enjoy doing, always take a look at it and say, well, I do this for free. Is there any way that I could put this out there? And maybe eventually monetize on it, you know, start a podcast or do something like that with it. Most
0: definitely. Like, even if you're really good at photographing your work and you discover that you have a passion and an eye for photography, like, what can you then do with that if you chose to? You touched on the teaching thing, too. And now, especially now, there are so many ways to share your skills, including Skillshare. Skillshare,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing that that it's always really a good idea to take a look at some of the things, some of the the stuff that is online, where it's easy, like Redbubble, Mm -hmm. if you like uh, designing stuff, or even if you have art or you design posters, motivational posters, whatever it is that you love doing, that maybe you do for yourself, like... I share the I sell the motivational mp3s online because I create motivational mp3s for myself mm-hmm. and I share them with my patrons and uh, I was like why am I not selling these I mean I create these I love them I love using them they motivate me whenever um, maybe I'm feeling discouraged or whatever so like why would I sell these now I'm not making all the millions off of it because I sell them for a dollar each Sure, but it's it's totally worth it. And it's just another thing that I could become known for when a, when, because I'm putting it out there. It's something that I love doing. So it, it, that's, that's the thing. It's thinking outside of that box, not doing it as a get rich quick scheme, but just saying, let me share this creation out there with the world. Let me share this part of me, who I am with the world. And then, You'll have people that get a 360-degree view of you and just love everything you create. You'll have people that like just one specific thing that you do, and maybe Mm -hmm. they'll hate everything else. But either way, at least you're putting it out there.
0: I agree. So her next part of her email said, I know that you talk about following your passion and not worrying about the moolahs, the monies, and I love that and have been embracing it. Yet... I am still poor, lol. I don't expect riches, but I do need to cover a few basic things. Food and rent are the two. Yeah. 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 And
1: And I get that. We struggled for years. Yes. But I will say that being a broke ass really put a fire under our butt to try new things, change direction, and constantly figure out new ways to be able to really put ourselves out there. So like we approached a lot of businesses. We approached a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. um, without really, especially opportunities that we were terrified to do. Yeah. And it was always uh, one opportunity next to the other, next to the other of pushing outside of our comfort zone in order to get out there. And little by little, um, just about any aspect of anything that we were doing, we were able to grow that just organically Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about making more money. Although we wanted to make more money, it was about i'm scared to do this, and I feel like me not doing this is standing in my way so i'm going to do this i'm going to put myself out there in this way we're going to do this show we're going we're gonna go and talk to that person we're going to talk to that business i'm going to approach this business and see if I could put stuff up under their wall I'm going to uh contact them about their menus. their menus don't look great. I could do graphic design, mm-hmm. you know just different things things that I would enjoy doing. And just asking. The worst thing they could say is no.
0: Definitely. Pushing past that fear of rejection. And I mean, this ties into all the things that we were just talking about. You know, it's really two components here. Facing a fear, trying something new and diversifying what you're doing, which ultimately will help your financial situation.
1: Yes, exactly. The other thing that happened because we were broke ass was that we got really, really good at managing our money. Really quickly. Very quickly. Um, The question I would ask myself is, what haven't I tried yet? Uh, Who haven't I approached? Uh, Maybe because I'm scared. And a lot of times we're missing on opportunities because we think that we're not there yet. And honestly, the best way to get there, the best way to really start improving your situation is to do the thing that you think you're not ready to do and then evaluate and keep going.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. If you try something and it's not for you, then you tried it and you're speaking from experiential knowledge and saying, okay, not this.
1: Yeah. And if it's something that you enjoy, even if you're not seeing a financial return right away, understand that it takes time to grow. Yes, It really does. Everything takes time. I talk about multiple streams of income in our videos. And some of the things that people get discouraged by is that it doesn't just like blow up overnight. You know, like People aren't just running to the website mm-hmm. or or running to whatever it is that they create. And the fact of the matter is that that's because it takes time for things to grow.
0: Definitely. And if it's something you enjoy, then persist. When I'm doing something that I enjoy, usually I'm like, you know, going into something. I'm like, I'm going to do this for one year. Now, yeah. that's that could be even a little extreme. Some things you don't need that much time to evaluate. Um, but I'm going to do this for one year and evaluate at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and see where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah. And at the end of the year when you're evaluating, you're taking a look and seeing like, even though I haven't made any money, am I still enjoying this? And I think that it's important to make that clear because I've seen other YouTubers talk about that process and how they tried something and maybe it wasn't paying off as as well as they wanted it to at mm-hmm. the end of the year. And then they just stopped because financially they weren't seeing any any results. Right. But they didn't take into consideration, am I really enjoying this? Because in all honesty... If you're really enjoying it, even if you're not seeing results, financial results after a year, you never know. The financial, it could be right around the corner.
0: It's true. And also, what other benefits am I getting from doing this thing? This podcast is a great example. This podcast costs us money.
1: Yes, we don't don't make any money.
0: money. (laughs) Um, But we love this podcast. This podcast is awesome. We enjoy it. We've had so many great opportunities to have in-depth conversation, uh, so many great questions. And ultimately, it's just another way for us to put ourselves out there. Yeah,
1: exactly. And especially because we're talking to artists, and a lot of times artists don't have time to watch a video. They want to put on a podcast and and hear a conversation. And the fact is that the format of this is really cool because you and I are facing each other. We're having this conversation we're not staring into a camera. Right. It's very, very comfortable, very laid back. Which
0: is awesome and goes back to the like the what are the things you're doing already? Because we sit here all the time and have conversations we about have these, stuff. So and, now we just have microphones in front of us.
1: Yeah, exactly. So th- this, is, this, is, this is the benefit of doing something. Even though we're not seeing a return financially on it, we absolutely enjoy this.
0: Okay. So the next part of her email says, in the recent past, I worked for a silk screener and really enjoyed the work. I was doing a lot of designs for shirts and other wearables for teams and schools. I was also very good at it, and I had a lot of great customers who wanted to work with me, so I feel I could do that. My only worry is that there's a crap ton of competition. However, I do know that one comment I received often from my past customers was that my designs were different in a good way. From once they had it other places. My work is really organic in nature, literally, and it comes out in my graphic work and my painting.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, I wouldn't worry about the competition. Uh, I, because really when it comes to that, yes, there are a lot of t-shirt companies out there. And yes, there are a lot of design companies out there and, and different things like that. But unless you're creating the same exact design that someone else is designing then you're not really in competition Um, as long as you're creating the stuff that you love the stuff that is you you'll be setting yourself apart so just make sure you have some kind of uh, common theme with your design and if it's stuff that you love like you just described Um. Then then the brand is you. I love the idea like in all of my design, my shirts Mm -hmm. and stuff like that that I design. I've got my signature on there. Right. It's the Rafi shirt. So like you want a Rafi original. It's got my signature in the design somewhere. And I love that idea of doing that kind of branding, like having your message on there. It's the only thing that I haven't done with our shirts, but I've been really thinking about doing something because I love like the, I what is it, free people where they have the life is good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's free people, but everybody knows the life is good. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. And like, I, I love that idea because you see it immediately when you see the, the stick figure designs and stuff like that, you know that it is that that company Mm -hmm. and uh, so just if if you're able to do something like that and it doesn't have to be something that you do with everything but if there's something that you want to create a theme for the stuff that you create that ties them together then that's cool and remember you could have more than one series so this is cool because this opens up the opportunity for people to like collect the t-shirts in this one series Oh,
0: definitely and look this is just like art itself it's yours no one can reproduce your art it's your own style so people who like your style of art are going to gravitate towards and like your style of silk screening home goods t-shirts pillows mugs what have you because it's yours it's
1: the same thing with music uh, with paintings, with sculpture, with anything artistic, anything creative that you're putting out there, um, it takes time for that following to find you, but you do have to put it out there. You gotta keep putting it out there so that your people can find you.
0: Her next question is, Anyway, my question is based on finding a platform to use that will work best for this part of my business, the graphic design side. One comment that my client colleague had was that I don't have a website just for my graphic design business. I have a page on my art site. But he said if prospects visit, they will feel that the graphic stuff is just an afterthought and not take me seriously. And I get that.
1: Mm. Um. Okay, so I'm a big fan of having your stuff in one place. So I have artwork, I have t-shirts, I have home goods, you have jewelry. We have all our stuff on our website. But also, our branding is that.
0: It works for us. It
1: it works for us. Um, it, It doesn't always work and that depends on the business model of your business for example if you have a graphic design business that's geared towards creating original art and uh you're you know you're doing like poster art and you're doing t-shirts and you have your fine art and the the models are able to work with one another yeah i would definitely put it all on one site right because for example like with us our branding is all about us and who we are and i call it branding i I hate calling it branding because it's just our
0: culture yeah
1: it's just our culture so like we've created our own culture and i think that that really is a better way of describing branding when it comes to an artist because artists are a culture in of themselves Mm -hmm. that uh that are sharing their ideas and sharing how they're feeling out there and i think that that really that really causes people to gravitate to it on the other hand if Let's say that your graphic design side, you have uh, a portion of that where it is creative and you're creating these things and you're doing stuff, but you're also looking for corporate clients or businesses and and stuff like that. Then that's a different business model. So those clients are expecting one thing when they go to that kind of site. Absolutely.
0: They don't want to see graphic design and gardening tips. They don't want to see it. Yeah, they don't want to
1: see that. Now, people that are following you that are interested in you and what you create, then Definitely. yeah, absolutely put all the stuff on the site. And that's why we, we went that direction where it was about – the art, and it was about everything creative that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't matter if it's the jewelry, the music, the t shirts, or whatever it is, they know that they can find all the stuff in one place.
0: And that really is a personal choice as far as what direction you want to go. Yeah. Um, but if you decide you want to go the all encompassing direction, go for it. I will tell you that I had an independent jewelry website before we launched our combined website e commerce site. And I was actually quite nervous uh to take down my independent jewelry website and do this whole combined thing um it was a huge change and i was concerned about people being able to navigate and and having so much to look at but for us it really worked
1: most of the time it's because they know about us yes and so they're they're going to the site they they either met us here in town or, or they, they
0: know us from the internet they
1: know us from the internet or they know that we create or they saw a painting and they went to the site and then they saw other paintings and then they see this, the the other stuff. There's jewelry and there's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know that there's been a number of times that people have gone to the site to uh, look at one of my paintings and then ended up buying jewelry. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's hilarious to me because like it, if you're able to do it all in the same business model, then it works. But it all depends on who it is that you're marketing to. hmm. You know, and, and not necessarily that you're actively marketing, but who is your audience for that? Who is it that I'm looking for for this?
0: And for your particular things you're doing, what makes it easiest? Because you want to have it really well organized and easy for people. Yeah,
1: and it does have to be easy for people. It has to be something that, uh, you know, for me, the majority of clicks for them to get to something. And I tell people this all the time because they'll run, they'll, they'll do something on Facebook and then uh, you have to like click here and then go to this site and you got to type in their name and all that stuff. And that just doesn't work. It needs to be one, two clicks maximum to get to whatever it is that you want them to see. Mm -hmm. And uh, that way, that way it's not complicated that way because If it's more than two clicks, then honestly, they're investing too much time.
0: And they might end up lost at that point anyway. Yeah. So she said, so I reopened an Etsy shop in October because I wanted to have a dropship site to sell wearable art and prints. I linked Printful and Art of Wear to the Etsy shop. I started creating more artsy things and then also added a few graphic things. So now this site is also all over the map. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) I discovered through nosing around on Printful that I can also also sell print-on-demand through Woo, which is hosted by WordPress, and SiteGround would manage and package the whole thing. I suspect this is what you are using.
1: So, um, it is, I am using WordPress. Uh, I don't, I'm not using them through SiteGround. I actually, we, we uh, have gone through automatic, so we're WordPress.com, and the reason I went with that was because I know for a fact that security and all that stuff uh, because they're the ones that create Jetpack, which is one of the the plugins, mm-hmm. and so like I know, I know, I don't, I don't have to be concerned about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not familiar with SiteGround. But I do know Printful very well. Printful is what I use for my home goods and stuff like that, and I do trust them. They did run into a little bit of a production issue with the pandemic, but I think everybody ran into a little bit of a production issue. Yeah, with the pandemic. and they were
0: pretty communicative. Yes. also. Yes, so yes, they that were. Was, uh, points for them for sure. She wondered if I go with the top level subscription on SiteGround, the GoGeek, it will cost me about $18 per month for the first year. I chatted with a rep and I'll be able to create individual stores for clients, which is what I want to do. And I will have a custom email. My current website does not provide custom email. I would have to pay extra with Google to get it. And right now I already pay them almost $30 per month just for the website, no frills. And I can't add a Uh, print on demand I can try the new site for 30 days and cancel if I feel it's not working for me so do I do it do I take the risk (laughs) and go with the woo printful site ground and if I do should I ditch the Etsy or keep it even though I've sold zero
1: okay so all right my answer in that situation like I said I don't know site ground so but I do know printful and I do know WooCommerce because that's what we use I do know the advantage of having your own store, uh, having your own, um, website. I do love the idea that you would be able to create individual stores for your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do really love that. And I think that it would be, and it'll be something that you'll have to take a look at the business model and, and how, what, what kind of group of people it is that you're promoting to. Um, to be honest with you, because it sounds like you might be it's two different business models that you're going with with the graphic design and part of the graphic design I I would recommend maybe having a website that is geared towards that that is very easy to for them to navigate mm-hmm. and find exactly what they need like uh FAQs and pricing and and that's all that stuff. That's tailored to them. That's tailored to them. And then with your graphic design that you do creatively and stuff like that, I don't have an issue with your Etsy shop being all over the place. Like, I, I, I don't have – I looked at your shop. It looks fine. It looks great. Just yeah. to have different categories and, and menus and stuff like that and people will be able to navigate it. I
0: think it's A-OK too. And um, I my opinion is, OK, so if you can try this for 30 days and really get a feel for how it's going to operate uh, and make your decision based on that, that sounds like actually pretty good. Yeah. And also about closing Etsy, like ditching it or keeping it, we um, pulled a lot of stuff off of Etsy, but we still use it to drive traffic to our website.
1: Basically, all the stuff that I have on on print-on-demand, I do share it on Etsy Mm -hmm. because uh, that... And every listing has our website on it. So like even my Curate Your Space pieces, which are the uh, textured art prints that I create... um, I have the smaller sizes listed on Etsy, but I also have a description on there that says if you want larger sizes, go to my website and here's the link for it. Yeah. So it basically I use Etsy because Etsy does have its own marketplace to drive more traffic to my website.
0: So last graphic business question. Do I create a whole new name or do I use a variation of my Cheryl Ann Hills artist name? Right now, I'm using Chills Designs for You on Etsy.
1: Chills Designs for You. I kind of like that.
0: I do kind of like that, too.
1: Um, Honestly, Cheryl, it all depends. Okay, so like what we were saying before about... Uh, instead of calling it branding, like where you're creating your culture. The thing about the the graphic design website that would be geared towards businesses, that is a different culture. Mm -hmm. So like if you do want to create a different name or something that is a variation on that, then that's something to consider. There is a a Google search, you Mm -hmm. know, so like you don't want things to be named exactly the same because then it's just going to pull all that up. So you might want to do something that is a variation that does pull it up when somebody's looking for that specific thing that you are trying to do with the graphic design.
0: Yeah, but something that also still is within the realm of what you're calling yourself. So not too far of a difference, I would say, between like if you're going to go with two different names. Look, I didn't do a very creative thing. Uh, my, my hub name, if you want to call it that, is Cleangeli. Uh, Cleangeli Music was yep. where you could find my music. Cleangeli Jewelry was where you could find my jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> so I kept it pretty simple. But um, I wanted Cleangeli to tie it all together, but also be able to differentiate.
1: Anything that you do. Is Ciani because Ciani is the culture, Rafi and Clee is the culture that we've created.
0: Mm-hmm. Now that name that she came up with for Etsy does tie into her name. Yes, I think really, yeah,
1: well. and I, I love it. I actually, I really, really do love that. And uh, the thing about it is, and one of the, one of the things that I'll leave you with uh, as far as like whether or not you should do it, um, a, I'm not going to tell you whether or not you should do it. Uh, I could only tell you what I would do in that situation, and in that situation, I would go for it because if you haven't done it yet, then you don't know what it's like, and if you don't do it, you're going to be left wondering. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just do it, especially if it's free for 30 days, and you could try it out and right. take a look and see what what the benefits are of doing it. Um, I would most definitely do it. Get the experience, and then if you don't like it, you, you walk away. You try something else. You mm-hmm. try something new.
0: So her final thoughts were, I'm also going to try to narrow down my art focus too. I really enjoy painting trees, water, and wolves the most. So I think in 2021, I will focus on those for new work and see how it plays out. Checking in every three or four months with myself to make sure I am loving the process. And I think that's a great thing.
1: I think that that is a great thing. I would say um, I have different series and different categories, uh, different sections of the website. So I love doing uh, these uh, empowering portraiture type pieces, and that's called my signature collection, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of instead of like really uh, reducing uh, what I create, I allow myself the freedom to create what I want to create as and as long as it fits into something that I enjoy creating. And usually when I enjoy creating something, I could call it whatever category I want. Mm-hmm. So my fins and tails category is all the animals. Whenever I'm like, I'm going to create an animal or I'm going to create a weird person that looks like an animal, then it fits into that. I, I love doing birds. So like that's in there too. It's, it's actually wings, fins and tails collection yeah um but but it's in a, then i have the me and it collection and i have things that are very specific but i have things collections that are a little bit broader where i could just put that kind of art in there that i like creating
0: most definitely i do love the idea of evaluating and checking in on yourself um trying new series trying new things focusing in on what you love and also cutting the fluff. Yes. Um, there were collections that I wasn't enjoying making anymore as a jewelry artist that I hung on to for way too long and it felt so good to say, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm not finding the joy in it, but here's where my focus is now.
1: Make sure that you're not creating stuff because you think it's going to be popular. Make sure that you're not creating stuff because, or, or cutting out stuff because you don't want to confuse people mm-hmm. or you don't want to whatever because there's a lot of advice out there floating around about the the way that you should present your work and how you should be and blah 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 and uh it's it's all just it's it's not even it's not good advice it's not good advice how you market yourself and how you present yourself is up to you. If you want to just narrow it down to three collections, then absolutely do that. But mm-hmm. do that because that's what you want to do, not because you think that you're doing something wrong by not doing it that way.
0: That's a good way to say that. Yeah. yeah. Make sure that it's for your reasons, what you want. Exactly. And and revisit that and evaluate. The
1: one thing when we were not uh, doing well financially when we first got started some of the things that we had to do was evaluate daily am i doing this thing because i think that i'm going to get money if i do it or am i doing this thing because this is the direction that i want to go in and this is what i want to be known for mm-hmm. because unfortunately the money doesn't come uh you know pouring in at first And if your motivation, it's the, one of the reasons that I say, don't allow the money to be the motivator. And I get it because like when you got to pay rent and you got to pay whatever you want to, you want to make money. Mm -hmm. But a lot of our harebrained ideas that we did specifically just to try and make money never worked out. And what was most discouraging was that because we were doing it to try and make money when that money wasn't pouring in and maybe the money was just slightly trickling in that was very, very discouraging.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Versus us working on a project that we were putting out there as a passion project because that's what we wanted to do. And then when the money trickled in, it was like, Whoa, this is bone now. We've got a little bit of money.
0: Yeah, neat. Yeah. And look, I that that can be a hard decision to make and it, it can even be hard to zero in on your true motivation. That is so
1: it, it's taken years for us to get there. So don't be too critical on yourself. No. But just 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 use that to reevaluate. I mean, when I first got started, I started doing uh, the signs, the painted signs, and all that stuff. And then at one point, maybe about three months later, and I was selling, I was selling signs. Uh, and I, I realized that I hated doing signs. And the only reason that I was doing signs was because I was selling signs. And the more signs that I sold, the more I became the sign guy.
0: Right. Which was hard because it was really easy to sell signs.
1: Yep. At that point in time, I realized I either stop doing this right now or I become the sign guy. Right. And that's what I get known for. Not for the things that I like creating, but for this thing that I really hate doing. And so it's a job. Now, that being said, I, I'm, I'm very extreme. So, I could have easily just kind of like done the signs and really uh, did a pause on it. But the fact is that I hated doing this. It wasn't even something that I slightly enjoyed. I hated doing the signs. And the only reason that I was doing them was because I knew that I could sell them.
0: You ripped off the Band-Aid. I did. I took a more cautious approach. I had my, um, my, my magnetic therapy jewelry series that I had started off with in the very early days. And it was really good quality jewelry that I was making. And I had grown a loyal customer base and I was terrified to let go of that collection, but I wasn't feeling creatively fulfilled anymore. I wanted to do more like design work, more metal work and such. And um I was actually feeling, because I did it for so long, I was feeling guilty because customers wanted it. And it was like I had to try to, like, wean it down little by little. And then the quality of the materials started to become questionable. And so at, at one point I was like, okay, this has to stop. But even after the fact, I still had people reaching out to me. And it was like this big emotional struggle because yeah. it went on for years. Yeah,
1: that's one of the things that a lot of people get stuck in.
0: I did kind of feel stuck
1: yeah you 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 get stuck in doing that because you allow yourself to keep doing this thing because it's safe, mm-hmm. you know, like you're making you're making some money, maybe you're not making millions of dollars, but you're making some money, so it's safe, so like it's okay because we're all very used to working a job that maybe we don't like, but it's okay because we're making money, it's safe, and so like there is there's that pain threshold that you're willing to go through. Me, on the other hand, because of my experience in corporate, because I decided to walk away from that world, the moment that something starts to feel like that, I I can't. And I would much rather struggle than give into that. But that's, that's a personal choice. And that's because I spent a lot of years just giving into the fear and not doing what I want to do. So now that I'm actually doing what I want to do, I defend that. Uh, vehemently because I know that I have the capability of wanting to make things comfortable for myself and fall back into that life. So I constantly reevaluate and make sure that the choices I'm making are choices that I want that because at the end of the day, it's, I want to pay my bills. And so I'm really going to push myself out there past my comfort zones really try new things pivot change direction do whatever it is that i can to get out in front of people so that my people can find me Mm -hmm. um and and take chances like like Cheryl is looking right now with uh doing this website if you've never done it before that's you know you're like oh should i do it you know and it's like in my mind yeah obviously because you've not done it yet so this is this is a this is a new direction this is stepping a stepping stone that that that's going to lead to the next adventure mm-hmm. in your life so it's exciting and it's scary and that's where you know that it's probably something that i should do This is both exciting and it's scary.
0: Yeah. That's a good indication.
1: I mean, Cheryl, you're freaking awesome. Mm -hmm, You are, you are awesome. And I think, I think you're going to rock whatever it is that you do. And I get it, uh, as far as feeling poor. Um, but you know, it's just, it, it does take time, but also, when you're in that place, man, that's where that fire comes. That's where you're like, you go into like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this work. I got to figure this out. Where am I going to, you know, what am I going to do? Da, 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 da. And not focus on the lack of what what isn't there, but focus on the opportunities. And that's what really helped us through our career. And even now is that during those years, we were able to train our mind uh, through experience of just focusing on opportunities And when shit was not going good or money wasn't there, not focusing on that because that wasn't going to get us anywhere. It was, what is the next thing? What is the next opportunity? What are we going to do?
0: Yeah. And I do understand that that's easier said than done. And oh, yeah. It was a huge challenge for oh, us yeah. and we got better little by little. I mean, in the beginning, I almost couldn't not focus on the monies. Yeah. Um, but it just uh, focusing on the opportunities before you is the thing that helps keep your focus off of the monies worries.
1: Yeah. And the best way to think about that is, where do I want to be? with my mentality in 10 years because mm-hmm. right now you may not be there but it's going to take some consistency to get there mm-hmm. right and i'm not saying that we're like 100 percent there we've been doing this for a decade and i could tell you that the first three years i lived in terror most of the time yeah totally but uh but also it was in living in terror pushing myself out of there, just pushing to the next level, just going and keep going and keep going and keep going, despite the fact that everything in my brain, everything outside of me was like, you're a loser, (laughs) you should stop doing this, (laughs) look at you, you're always broke, blah, 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 and just kept going and kept going, and the more you get out there, the more people know about you, the more your people start to find you, the more opportunities open up, the more opportunities you start to notice when you are focused on the opportunities. Do I have any doubt? That you're you're already a badass. So like this, you've got this in the bag.
0: So, uh, Cheryl closed by saying, um, very kindly. Rafi and Klee that we're welcome to visit and stay at her house oh. anytime for as long as we want to to explore Ontario. Oh, that would be, super would be cool. so
1: fun. So <laughs> super fun. Cool. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Yeah, Thank, thank you. you.
0: And we adore you and we think you're awesome and we are super excited for you. And thank you for writing us this awesome series of questions and ponderings, which we were able to discuss because this is great stuff.
1: It is. It is great stuff. It is, it is fantastic stuff to think about, to Contemplate. It, it, it's the nitty gritty of, yeah. of of making those choices. It's the nitty gritty of deciding like which direction am I going to head in? What am I going to do? How how can I capitalize on what? My talents are. How can I monetize these things so that uh, there's a trickle of income here and a trickle of income there and a trickle of income there and and make this thing work?
0: And that can really be an Ouroboros of awesome too because sometimes some of the things you love fall by the wayside yep, uh, because they're not maybe producing income. If you turn it into a lucrative thing, not only do you reap the financial benefits eventually – But then it lights a fire for you to actually do that thing. Yes. And that's a lesson that I'm trying to get through to my own self when it comes to music. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm right there with you.
1: The therapy for being afraid to do that thing. Is to do that thing. Is to do that thing. I'm curious to know if any of you guys have any advice for Cheryl, uh, especially like, have you used SiteGround? Obviously, we've used WooCommerce. We've used Printful. We are big fans of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just go ahead and leave that in the comment section. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, you'd click somewhere around here. I'm not sure where to subscribe. And that's it. You want to say goodbye, Clee? Good day. Adios.